All right, everyone. Today we've got Mike the Truth Jackson joining us. He's a professional MMA fighter who's recently defeated CM Punk at UFC 225. He also an accomplished photojournalist and a host of a podcast called The Truth About Stuff. How's it going, Mike? Uh, what's going on, man? It's going well. So uh, tonight's fights, uh, I don't know if you're watching, they've officially kicked off, and it's been pretty good so far. Jeff Neal got a, a pretty pretty good decision over Bilal Muhammad just now. Uh, other than the main event, is there any other fights you're looking forward to tonight? Um, no, man. Uh, Alonzo Minifil, um, he, he's a, another friend of mine. Um, friend of Jeff, uh, I actually imagine he's going over a nap. And uh, I, I did see that he did get the win, so I'm happy for that. But uh, um, I can't really think of any. Uh, I went to the page and, and, and Richard part as well. Um, and then. I want to see the Greg Hardy fight, but I mean, I kind of know, already know how it was going to go. And then, uh, but of course, you know, I definitely want to see the main event. So, um, uh, it, it's an interesting card, to say the least. Are you, uh, are you picking Greg Hardy to beat Alan Crowder? Oh, of course. Yeah, I am too, for yeah, sure. Look, this is a, this is a business. Um, I expect him now. Fight anything can happen, but um, I definitely expect Greg Hardy to. Uh, to get an easy finish here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been, I, I've seen, I mean, I've seen some of the amateur fights, you know, and I, I've seen, you know, all these pro fights that you've seen that the guys they're putting in there and, you know, I mean, again, it's a business, they know what they're doing. So, you have to protect the product. Right. He's, ex- um, he's extremely explosive. You could tell he played football for sure, how explosive he is. Well, well yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's an athlete, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so he has some some natural abilities, you know. But when it comes to fighting, it, it's just like the skills aren't all there True. to be in the UFC. You know, I remember seeing him compete as an amateur, and um, I remember when they were saying that he was about to go pro, and I was like, "Whoa, like what?" Like, and it is different, you know. It, it, every fighter, you know, has a different path, you know. And if you have someone like um, like a Herschel Walker, right? Who kind of, he was just jumped in and um, even, you know, like a Sam Pump, right? You know, you kind of jump in off your game and you just kind of doing it. Like, that's one thing, but, you know, for Greg, this is something that he wants to compete in. And I think for him, he's he, he's, he's really hurting himself by, by taking this path um, because you're, you're not, I mean, once you're there, like you're there. And, they, they just don't have to, it's going to be hard for them to just keep feeding you certain quality fighters before they can, they have to stop. And then they're going to have to raise the level of talent, and then your talent is going to get exposed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I think it, it was sort of a, a bad move for him, uh, even early on, and especially now. Uh, I just think it, it, he should have chose wider thing that I know he wants to actually do something with this. Right. Well, uh, who are you picking in the main event tonight, Cejudo or uh, T.J. Dillashaw? Oh man, you know I, I'm I'm going back and forth on this one. I'm the same um, way. I, you know, um, on the on the one hand, you want to go with Dillashaw, um, just off the experience level, and you know he's the 35 champion, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But then you have to, but weight cutting is real. And 
I get that, you know, TJ cut, he made it, yeah. Yeah, he looked like but he that, did it pretty easy. I mean, if you call that easy, that just, I'm just looking at it now, baby. He may be, he may be putting a great poker face. He right, may true. have a great poker face. Yeah, you're right. But I'm, I'm just looking at him. And nothing about that look easy to me. Yeah, well, he just you know made it sound like it was easy. I mean, that's kind of his job. Yeah, that's what you got to so do. Nothing about that, you know, nothing about the way he looks looked easy. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And I think that's going to... And, and on the flip side, you look at Kenner Sudo, right? And you look at how his physique has changed. <laughs> I remember, like, there's this joke in, in Houston, um that he you know, he came out here way before he made the UFC, he started with um out here with the uh, legacy force to work for. And when he got picked up, he he missed weight well, let me see. He actually he and his management team had weights moved. Very similar to um like Mackenzie Dern had done. And people were making fun of him and so being a Texas, we like, you know, Mexican food and so we would call him Menudo Segudo. You know, and that new physique that he got on him, there's nothing that new about that. <laughs> you know, so I think that, that see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you give the skill level of Cejudo, given he's not, like, yeah, he, he's cut to 25 before, he's not going to be as, as damaging his body versus Dillashaw, even though he's a better fighter, he's doing way more damage to his body. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, with all that said, for coin, I probably don't say who though. Really? Although I would probably put some money on Dillashaw, but I don't know. My my uh, my head's telling me say who here. Yeah, I'm, we're back and forth on that one too. While we're on the topic of the UFC, has there been any contact on either end to discuss your future with the organization? Yeah, you know, I, I've talked about it. I mean, I, well. Nothing major, but you know, I've been contacted. Uh, I for me, I've had some injuries uh, come up, and yeah, I just had it was because it was one where I kept the fight, and injuries flared up. I had to I had to pull out, but it was before anything was announced, so um, it, it was irrelevant. But um, yeah, hopefully, you know, everything uh, um, you know heals up, you know, fairly soon, and uh, you know, I can get back to there about my summertime. But it, it just it just depends on what the body does, you know. Uh, I'm not in there, you know. For me, it, it, I know um, not every you can't go into a fight 100. percent But at this level, you know, I want to make sure that I'm as as optimal as I can be, given that I know the quality of opposition is, is going way up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I don't want to go into a fight. Uh, and I, I understand the opportunities that's in front of me, you know, and I don't want to squander that by sort of being prideful, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, I just want to be smart about it, and I just want to make sure I use this, this, this uh, sort of golden ticket the right way. Awesome. Now, uh, going back to your to your fight against CM Punk that we talked about earlier, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you've heard it plenty of times. Dana claimed you weren't trying to finish the fight uh, that night, that you were just trying to soak up some of the limelight. Do you feel that you were doing everything you could to put him away, or do you think there's any truth to what he said? No, um, the funny thing about the whole thing, um, I told people what I was going to do prior. You know, I wanted it to be 
think this would be a situation where like, he understood what he was getting himself into. You know, with the uh, with the golf, I don't get. Told people what was going to happen to the golf fight because uh, again, given what Mickey Gall had to lose, it made no sense for him to go out here and 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 like try to prove something, right? So I told people, like, look, man, Mickey gonna take the dude down, submit him, and it's gonna be over. That happened. Well, when we found out they didn't cut him. In my mind, it made, in my mind, it was like, well, he didn't really get to show anything, right? So the way I looked at it is if I go out there and like knock him out, then they could possibly say something, oh, he just got caught, right? Right. But if I go out here and I beat this dude up and, and show that there is, like, he doesn't belong, like, there is, and, and that's what I did. And so people got mad at that. Like, oh, you should have said I should miss that and the other. And here's the thing. Like, on, on top of, like, that was one thing, right? I wanted to go out there and beat this dude up. The other side of this is that, like, I'm a, I'm a compassion. I am a nice guy, right? And so I have this thing where, like, even in the gym, and you have, like, guys who, you know, they come off the streets, or even people who really want to learn the sport. And, like, you know, they'll be in, like, sparring classes. And for me, like, I just naturally go light, you know? I don't really try to hurt these people. And in the moment, like, it's funny because, like, in hindsight, I remember, like, it was funny. After Derek Lewis knocked out, uh, what's the dude's name? Vol- 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 uh, Alexander, Alexander Volkov. Volkov. Yeah, after he knocked out and I saw everything that Derek was getting, I thought back, I was like, man, maybe I should have knocked that dude out, right? <laughs> yeah, he got a lot of but love. I know, right? It was awesome. Like, in the, in, in, and I thought back in the moment, right, I was still in the chain, but again, here it is. So I'm in there, and first couple of exchanges, like, I realized, like, this dude did not belong in a fight. Like, yeah. he, he was just, he didn't understand the concept of, like, like, like high level fighting, right. even low level. Like he, he really, he should have been at any pro level, but really at the UFC level. I mean, he threw like a jab or caught something through, and I was in my head. I was like, you know, like this is not right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like I legit, if, if I would have went out there and hurt this dude, given given the, the circumstance, like I would have legit felt bad. Yeah. Right. But the way I did it, again, it was almost like a big brother moment. Right. Like I'm beating up, you know. I don't want to hurt him, but I want him. I want to beat up. Understand? It's like you don't belong here. Yeah, you definitely did that. You know sure. And he was able to go out. You know, I didn't have to embarrass him. I didn't have to leave him out fake down in the mat because I could have. You know what I'm saying? There are several moments in that fight that I could have just put him away. Oh yeah. And they would have to carry this dude out. Right? His family's there. People are watching. Like there was no need for that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, even in the back, like, he could trust me. Like, he was feeling it. Like, I did enough. He was in the back, and he was throwing up. Like, we hurt. My team hurt. Like, he, he that's why he had to go drink to the hospital. Because he was, he was really messed up. You know what I'm saying? So, I did damage to the dude. Like, he didn't get off scot-free by any means. Right. But there was no need for me to just, like, murk this dude on TV like that. And, and, and from his feet, it just wasn't no need for that. And, again, that's me. Now, and I know 100%. I know all the people that I train with 
they would have went out there and murked this dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's just that I'm just again, maybe ten years ago or five. When I, I, I mean, I've been training ten years, but let's say five years ago, whatever, when I was younger, maybe I would have went out there and did it. But being the current mindset I am and how I live in life, I just couldn't live myself going out there and kill that dude um, in, in, in devastating fashion. Right. So I, that's what it is. I went out there and I mean, I'm. Mike, a name that crossed my mind for a possible opponent has been uh, BJ Penn, actually. He's an absolute legend of the sport and a high-profile name. And to win over some someone like that would do great things for your career. Is that something that you would be interested in? Uh, Probably at 155? I, I legit never even thought of that. And I, <laughs> uh, I doubt it. That's even getting sanctioned anywhere. But, no, nah, you know, BJ, he's a – I mean – but I definitely don't want to see BJ Penn fight anymore. Um, I, I definitely don't want to fight BJ Penn. Really? Um, but, it, you know, at, at 55, like, you know, um, what I do appreciate about the UFC is that, you know, when I was contacted, you know, I, the, the quality of opposition, you know, it, it, was, it was fair. You know, it wasn't some crazy, like, you know, me fighting some in some white dude top twenty, right? Or even anywhere remotely close to that. It was it was someone that was comparable, um, um in skill level. And and that's what I appreciate, you know, so I think that's where we're gonna go with this. I don't think it's gonna be um anything crazy unless, you know, they they do some other crazy other challenges down the line, you know. We've heard some things but well, you have to wait and see what happens. You know, I, I'm waiting for the body to heal up, to get right, and uh, we'll see what they offer. Right. Yeah, we'll be looking to uh, forward to it regardless who they end up putting in front of you. But uh, you mentioned you'd been in, in MMA for about 10 years. How'd you get started into it? I just kind of fell in my lap, man. I was, uh, I was a fan, and then... Um, I wondered, like, and again, I, I met this guy randomly, had nothing to do with fighting, started talking, he told me he was a coach. And I was like, oh, oh, he was like, come check out the gym. I was like, all right, we'll check it out. And that was it. That was all I needed to hear. Oh, oh, oh and see. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. Awesome. Well, as we mentioned earlier, you have a podcast called The Truth About Stuff. What kind of content yeah. do you normally discuss on the show? So The Truth About Stuff is, um, it, it's, is primarily around fighting, but it's also a mix of uh, like pop culture. So we like to kind of blend the two together. Um, sometimes it, uh, you know it's just stuff that we're interested in. You know, um, you know sometimes it can we'll tie it into politics or you know maybe a little R. Kelly or something. Um, it just depends on what's going on. Um, but we definitely like to stay up on like the big events and, and even 
some of the events like on the local scene that that I work for and cover out here um, in Houston. Um, even like right now, I'm in Denver uh, doing LFA shows. So, you know, we like to talk about the, the, the regional shows and, and just people we know, you know, just, just have a good time. So, right. yeah, it's called The Truth About Stuff. Uh, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play and Stitcher. And then, of course, you can find it at MikeTheTruth.com forward slash podcast. Awesome. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely check it out, everybody. Well, uh, we know you're a busy guy, so we'll get you out of here. But if you got anybody you want to shout out or if you want to let anyone know how to find you on social media, the floor is yours. Yeah, man. Um, no, you can you can definitely follow me on the social media. I, you know, I put all, all the dope content. You know, like you all mentioned, I'm a photojournalist, so when I get to travel around the country um, working events and, and shooting them and, and putting dope content out. Um, you can follow all the social media. Um, it's at the Truth Jackson, which is like Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and then Mike the Truth Jackson on Facebook. Um, each each platform um, gets a little gets, gets a little has provides a little bit of different content. So you know, follow them all, and, and you get a little bit of different variety while you go. All right, sounds good, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate y'all for having me. All righty. All right. Well, that was a fun interview. He uh, he had a lot to talk about, and uh, seems like he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. And uh, I'm looking forward to hear what's next for him as far as his fight future. So he's got more going on than I thought. Yeah. As far as the because uh, when we started looking him up, I knew he did photography for a while, but I didn't know about his podcast till we looked about getting him on, and I saw it in his description. Yeah, he does a lot of work for uh, Legacy Fights too. So and they're always putting fights on so should ask him about Derek Lewis I wonder I wonder if he's a photographer or I think he's just, just I think he's just a photographer for a lot of people and he just happened to be one of them but uh yeah he was a fun guy to talk to and uh pretty smart guy and uh how'd you feel about his comments about the CM Punk fight I don't think I don't think that he was just trying to be a nice guy I think that he was just trying to, and I think he could have knocked him out. I think he was just trying to, I think he thought he looked cooler not knocking him out. Maybe, but same, like you just said, I I definitely do think he could have finished him, knocking him out or submitting him. I think either way he could have just. But, and you know, I don't, God don't seem like a liar, so maybe it's true. Maybe he uh, really is just a passionate guy. And uh, didn't want to didn't just, want to embarrass him. Like I mean, he said but that's a sport. Though. He said he didn't like how Mickey Gall did it. Just twenty seconds into the fight, taking him out because you don't get to don't give the guy a chance to show what he could do. He said he gave CM Punk a chance to show that he'd been training for a few years, and he just never showed it. Yeah, CM Punk just never showed it. So if that's true, I guess that's a good thing he did. But, I think at that. Level, I still don't think it's a good thing he did. You're supposed to try to go knock, yeah, that's what I'm knock the guy I think out. At that level of a sport, you gotta. But he's the professional. We're not. So. That's true. We're just being couch, couch quarterbacks. We're, we're arm armchair quarterbacks. Armchair. That's a podcast. That's what we're doing. The armchair quarterbacks. Uh. What was your yeah. fight of the night? Uh. No, the actual fight of the night was Cerrone and Hernandez. I think it was uh I think it was the best fight to me was uh Robertson and Glover Teixeira. 
Yeah, that was I forgot about that. So you just said that. Yeah, I thought Teixeira was done. Yeah, he looked like he had been knocked out. Whenever and, uh, he started falling to his knees from the elbows, I thought he was out. I didn't even think he was about yeah. to be done. I thought he was out, out. And then was able to get a choke and won the fight and showed that he's still a contender in the light heavyweight division. He called out Shogun in Brazil, I think. Yeah, that would be a good fight. Does Shogun not have anything right now? I don't think so. I don't think he has anything uh, planned. But uh, he, he's coming off a win. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be a fun fight. What else happened last? There's a ton. Henry Cejudo and T.J. Dillashaw, of Nothing course. Happened in that fight. T.J. Dillashaw uh, is saying that Henry didn't win the fight; that it was stolen from him. Uh, I think I think it was a an okay stoppage. It could have went on a little later, but I think it still would have been the same way. Uh, but I'm okay with the stoppage. I mean, we've definitely seen worse. So. But not by, uh, what did Dana say? That it was a champ champ. champ. champ Yeah, but still, I mean, he he still had him hurt. I I would love to see it gone just a little bit longer. That way it could have, uh, silenced any doubters. But, uh, you don't think it was a good stoppage? I do, but. Same as you just said. I wish it would have went a few seconds longer, not to make it a good stoppage, but just so there's no room for people to say this kind of stuff. But I think TJ was getting up, and it looked like he not getting up, but it looked like he was turning. So it looked like he was still trying to defend himself. But uh, I still think uh, Henry would have would have yeah, knocked him. Better. I think it Only just would have been TJ worse. TJ was able to get up is because Henry was on top of the cage at that point. Yeah. TJ was still getting up while he was, Henry was standing on top of the cage screaming. Yep. So, but, uh. So TJ sucks. He should be cut? No, not not. TJ's still a top five in the UFC, probably. And like we talked about earlier, if they fought again, especially at 135, I told you I'd, I'd still pick TJ to win against him. At 135? Yeah. I think the weight cut probably hurt him. I think, uh, not having enough water in your head. His big issue. Didn't give him the chin he's used to having. Yeah. And uh, he said he only got clipped behind the ear. Whatever he got clipped with, look, he got, he got clipped pretty hard. And uh, just by his facial expressions, his head moving back. And uh, he was definitely hurt. So. I think but, we'll see it again. I don't know what weight class. Hopefully not 125. It doesn't make any sense to do 125. It does if. If, uh, if for TJ, it does. But no, Cejudo has no reason to do that again. It, yeah, Cejudo does because uh, even Dana White said that he thought the fight was early. If Cejudo wants to do it at one twenty-five, think of how badass Cejudo is going to look if he beats him at one twenty-five again. I think Cejudo Cejudo has more of a uh, reason to do it at one twenty-five because of that reason. His own boss said that, uh, uh, which I don't agree with it, but his own boss said that. It was an early stoppage. Now, if Cejudo could do it again at the same weight class and then go up to 135 and fight TJ, beat TJ three times, he's probably going to be pound for pound number two. Yeah. Because be that, that would be crazy. And hell, who knows? Fucking, if he wants to, maybe he can take that path to be the 145 champion. I don't know if it'd be a choice, but to do 135. I'm talking about 125, then 135. 
And then 145. Oh, you said 145? Yeah. Which I don't think he'd be max, but he might be way too small for max. But still, I mean, TJ was going to do it. How tall is max? Probably 5'9". 5'11". 5'11". He's big. So who knows 5'3"? 5'4". That's a big... That's some Stephen Struve type. Seven inches. I don't know. I've... I don't think there's any reason Cejudo. I, I don't think he should. To. I don't know. I know he's going to, but if they offer it to him at 125, I know we'll take it again. But he's a fight for the 135. Yeah, but so just 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 to, to silence all doubters. Fight him at 135. That would be a tougher challenge. If yeah. he could beat him at 135, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah, I know. But uh, if at 125, uh. If at 125 he wants to, uh, if TJ said I could have beat him at 125, and they did it again, uh, did he beat him? If he beat him at 125 twice, that would be crazy. And then went up to 135 and beat him. I I don't care. I'd rather see at 125 or 135. But he don't deserve a rematch at 125. If anybody deserves anything, it's Cejudo. No, it's Cejudo 135. Out of the two of those, I think. No, no, I'm not even talking about the flyweight title. I'm just talking about, I think, the balls in Cejudo's court. If Cejudo wants to go to 135, then that's the fight they should make. If he wants to keep it at 125, that's okay, too. if TJ beats him at 135, then make the third fight at 125 again. Yeah. They'd both be okay with it. Yeah. And then, God damn it. Did that show up? I think that's it right there. (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think Cejudo, I think it's wherever he wants it. If he wants to fight at 125, then that's where they're going to fight. If he wants to fight at 135, then they'll fight at 135. But I think it's all, I think, I don't think TJ should be able to dictate where they fight again. I'm damn positive they're going to fight again. That'll be their next fights. But, uh, I think if Cejudo, but I think it would show a lot from Cejudo if he said, Fuck it, I'll fight you at 125 again. Uh, because if he fights him at 125 again and beats him, that makes Zahuda looks like look like a real fucking G. But then if, and then he goes to 135 and beat him. But why would he? Why would they make a 135 fight if they're one and one at one? They're even talking about it. it. But if they're one and one at 125, why would they make the third at a different weight class? They probably wouldn't. If he lost again at 125, they probably wouldn't. Either way, if if they lost again, I mean, if Cejudo, if I mean, excuse me, if Cejudo lost, then they probably wouldn't make a one thirty five fight. They'd probably just make a one twenty five again. That's risking a ton. Cejudo already risked a ton. He risked, which we don't know. Yeah, but you're acting like it's my decision. It is. No, it's uh, they're they're I'm talking about doing. I think it's cool. I would rather see Cejudo go to one thirty five, and and beat him for the title, but. What I'm saying is, is Cejudo has deserved to go up to 135 because uh, Dillashaw came down to 125, wasn't able to get it done. But it would show a lot of fucking class from Cejudo if he was like, fuck it, I'll fight him at 125. And if he loses, he loses. But if he wins, he's there's no doubt he beat him twice at 125. Then he gets to go up to 135 and uh, and fight for the title. I really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, not as many people would want to watch that fight, the third fight if TJ was 0-2. And I know I know, I know would be a different I know fight, what but, you're saying. I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying, you're saying, okay, so you're saying that if he went to 120, my bad. 
if you went to 125, you're just like assuming that TJ would would beat him. I'm not assuming he would beat him, but, but you're saying if he, on the line the I first know, fight. but Why you're saying he, if he did, I know, but you're saying that if he did beat him, that uh, if TJ did beat him, then it would ruin his chance of going to 135, right? It wouldn't ruin it. it would yeah, just, I know. You could but, make it a super fight like you could if it was. Yeah. It, so and then, either way, so, if, T, if TJ wins, then you're one and one at flyweight. Why not make the third at flyweight? Yeah, it would be a flyweight. What's less, wrong with that? Three at flyweight. Cejudo's defending his belt three times with no chance of being champ champ. Yeah, I know, but with he already Dillashaw getting three champs. I know, but 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 he Cejudo's not thinking about if he loses. He's only going to think about if he wins. But when does he get more to gain? He could do it now if he wants, but he's he's the one who said it. Talk to him. That's what I said earlier. He's, I know he's going to take it if they offer him one twenty five. He'll take it ten times. He's in doing a row. it. He's doing it because everybody thinks that. Uh, or because not everybody, but like even Dana said there was early stoppage. If he was able to do it again and make it really clean, beat him really, really clean, and it's not uh, – I thought he beat him clean the first time, but if there was no controversy at all, then there's no doubt that he wanted at 125. I mean, there's no fucking doubt. And then he could go up to 135. Now if he fought him at 125 and lost, then uh, he would probably just get another 125 fight. And probably would never, and probably wouldn't go back up to. Hell, they may even do about five, four times if TJ won at one twenty-five, and then Delish, and then Sahudo uh, came back at one twenty. They fought at one twenty-five for the third time. DJ beat him. They, he may go up to. Uh, it could happen. He could still get his shot at uh, one thirty-five, even if he goes one or two and one. And uh, but I don't think he would. And I think if he wants, I think if that's what he wants to do, I think that makes sense. A rematch at 125, that way he can doubt or he can silence all the doubters. And uh, I'm cool with him doing it if that's what he wants to do. I'm cool with whatever he wants to do because it makes sense to me. If he loses, he loses. That's just part of it. But uh, and I know you're saying, well, he's risking too much, but that's that's what he does. He's a fighter. He's a combat. I mean, he's a one of the greatest combat. Uh, Athletes of all time, so uh, yeah, I, I, that's that's his style to do that. I know, but I'm I'm just saying the same. You're thing doing it because you just like him. Night. So Hudo is gonna take the 125 fight if they offer it to him. But like Bisping said last night, he's his manager has to step in and tell him you he's gonna make more fun, more money if he goes up and wins another title. I know, I know what you're saying. So if it's a money thing, go up there. It's, and, if it's a and money has a lot to do with it. If if, if TJ, I know, but that's just the way D, people are saying. Oh, that's bullshit. It was too early. I know he. I know what he wants. I know and he. I know he that'll wants, bother uh, Cejudo. People yeah, saying that, and he, he don't, don't want, want people that. to. That's all it is. He probably wants that more than money. Just he don't want anybody to say that that was a bullshit victory. But. I think it would be okay. I mean, it's it's whatever he wanted to do. I'd buy either one of them if they fought at 125 or 35. But I would rather see uh, him fight at 135 right now. But if not... Uh, if he, if the next fight is at 135 and TJ wins, do you think they make a third? And no. if they do, what weight class? Because they'll run at one, but they're one and one in their own I think weight they class. Would, I think they would both just go back into their own weight defend class. Defend their own belts. I think... What do you think happens with flyweight? Uh, I think I think they continue. Anything. I think they continue. I I think Cejudo will go up and fight at one thirty five, unless he wants to keep it at one twenty five. He said last night he would. So, uh, but 
Um, I don't know. I think they keep the 125-pound division. I hope they do. So do I. I think it's getting good right now, too. Now that... And there's controversy for the first time. And, uh... I just hope the TJ Cejudo stuff doesn't hold it up for for too long. I do want to see the rematch, but I, I don't want this to be a, a year-and-a-half process. Oh, I think it could be. It very well could be. But Benavidez, if he wins, he just lost to Sergio Pettis not too long ago. But I, he's won two in a row now, or was no? His he's next for the title. Uh, who's uh who who's who's uh, he's won? Benavidez he's, he's ranked won. number two right now. Yeah, but he's next for the title. Benavidez is next for the title. Who who was number one? I don't know. I thought it was him. It's somebody that shocked me when they said it last night. Benavidez is number two. He may move up from winning last night, but I doubt it because he fought a guy below him. Uh, oh, it's Hosier Formega's yeah, number yeah, yeah. one. No, hell, he may be the guy. They give a shot to either one of them. I just oh. hope it's not too long before we see if I'm. They'll probably make a have Formega and Bermudez. I always say Bermudez when I'm talking about Benavidez. Have they fought before? No, but I know Formega and uh, Cejudo has. Then they should make. I almost said Bermudez again. Benavidez and Formega. In the meantime, while this Cejudo Dillashaw. Yeah, maybe for an interim title. That'd yeah. be cool. Do you want to talk about the games at all? Yeah, yeah, we'll uh we'll wrap this up. We'll There's only two game. games to break. And then down. we'll wrap it up. But uh let's talk about right how now, the Rams are about to come back and win this game because they will. It's thirteen and ten. It's not wouldn't be too much of a comeback. It wouldn't be a comeback, but it every time like we look, it seems like the Saints are dominating. Saints have just scored no, Ooh. they didn't score. Third, Third and goal. goal, though, at the two. But it seems like the Saints are dominating, but it's only three-point game. That was Taysom Hill through that ball. It doesn't really seem like they're dominating. It's pretty close. The points are close, but if you look at the yards, when it shows it again, they had like man stats aren't everything. 15 though. yards of offense in the first quarter. Rams it? Yeah. They can't do any, and they only had three points in the, the first quarter or two. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's what I was saying. But I know they had super few yards in the first quarter because they haven't been able to do anything. Yeah, but the second quarter they had quite a bit. Up oh, 20 to 10, Saints. Taysom the second Hill. quarter they just had one good drive. Taysom Hill. That's okay. Taysom Hill. You know the Packers cut him? Really? Yeah. He was on the practice squad and they cut him. All right, let's talk about So right now it's 2010 Saints. I'm going to pick the Saints to win this game. 27 to 17. And, uh. Chiefs Pats. Chiefs Pats. I'm picking the Pats 31 24. I'm going to go Chiefs. Score. Both in the 30s. I'll say 38 33. Alrighty. Well, I think, uh, that just about does it for this episode of the Beatdown. Our 20th episode. Number 20. Number 20. So, uh, thanks to the guys that have subscribed and listened. And uh, we appreciate it very much. And uh, from the bottom of our hearts, go fuck yourselves.